Jason. Today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Jason, our robot shade overlords are back at it again. They are. Look, we are we are coming up upon the holidays, and I'm going to say this year, it's been hard to do good out in the world stuff, and Budget Blinds has been trying. They have. But... And they can't resist it. They have to do some good stuff for Christmas time. So uh, in the last few years, Budget Blinds has teamed up with us here at Link to Lee Summit. We've hosted a, a special story night with Santa. Kids come. They listen to Santa tell stories. We've got pictures with Santa. Well, I'm sure you guessed we're not doing that this year. You're not going to cram a whole bunch of people <laughs> in the store and do that because COVID ruins everything. But those people over a bunch of blinds they're pretty creative so here's what we're doing we've got a special live stream event with santa planned for thursday december 17th santa's gonna join us live from his north pole office and let's give let's give santa some props for getting zoom up there that's pretty impressive to get the bandwidth all the way to the north pole. Yeah, I, I wonder if he gets google fiber and if he does is he paying as cheap as we are uh, he probably has to pay a couple extra bucks. Maybe the Cana- couple- there's probably something with the Canadian thing that, that's going to mess it all up. So Santa's going to read some of his favorite holiday stories, and he's going to answer some of your questions. So if you are watching along, you can type out some questions. We'll pass them to Santa, and he's ready to answer all of them. And as always, our friends at Budget Blinds and Lee Summit, they wanted to uh, do a little extra good. So we're going to take donations during this live live stream event too. Donations for Lee Summit Social Services are encouraged during that stream. You can follow our Storytime with Santa event page on Facebook for more information as we get closer. Oh yeah, hey Jason, mm-hmm. you better make sure you're on the nice list if you're going to watch. You know, there, I reached a point at a certain age that I realized that the nice list is purely aspirational for me. So. <laughs> But we're going to try. I'm going to try to get on the nice list so so that I can get in and watch Storytime with Santa. Well, so thank you to our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee's Summit for making this live stream event happen on Thursday, December 17th. Make sure you are there to watch. And hey, if you're looking to do some stuff around the house, go see our friends at Budget Blinds. Tell them Jason next thing. Hello again, and welcome to Lee's Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, and as always, I am joined by a man who is giving 100% during this pandemic. It so is true. Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. Not I 50%, am in it to win it. Not 25%, but 100%. 110, baby. 110. You are giving it all <laughs> plus a little extra. Um, well, if you could spare like 25% for me, I would really appreciate it. I could use a little extra. I could use a few extra percent, honestly, just to get me maybe over like over to like 60, 70%. It'd be lovely. It'd be nice for me. Link to Lee Summit is and remains the source for all the news you need about our very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is being ahead on holiday shopping. And by ahead on holiday shopping, I mean not horribly behind on holiday shopping. If I were ahead, really ahead, I'd already be done, and that's never going to happen. But usually, it's like a last week scramble, and I'm much farther ahead of my scramble this year than in the past. I actually am doing well this year. Um, I'm even ahead of the game, maybe. But it's also because we are uh, we're giving a lot less as far as gifts this year. 
we kind of as a family kind of made that decision that that's fair we don't want or need a whole lot more and some of our other family members felt the same way so we're our um our present giving is, is has shrunk this year. ours ours has as well and we've actually asked to receive fewer presents that was the other thing we did it was like you know it's like not so much the and and trying to do stuff that has a little bit more personal meaning and maybe more i what is the we, we like to try to do experiential gifts, but like planning a date or like an outing right now. <laughs> yeah. It's like, Hey, let, I'm going to buy you tickets and we're going to go do this thing eventually someday when the pandemic's over <sighs> in the future. We're not going to get bogged down today, Jason. No, we're not going to do it. We're not going down the rabbit holes. Matter of fact, uh, coming up soon, we have a really good interview um, a, a short talk with a, a new member of the downtown business community um, who's been out doing some good. So we're going to get to that uh, in just a few minutes. First, I want to go over a couple of, of quick news and notes thing that are happening around the, the community. Uh, first off, city council on Tuesday night, we're recording this uh, on Tuesday for Wednesday's publication. But on Tuesday night, the city council will hear the first reading of an ordinance that essentially Jason is going to grant approximately 25% of its an original agreement, uh, public service agreements with the Lee Summit Chamber, Lee Summit Economic Development Council, Velocity Lee Summit, and downtown Lee Summit Main Street. Oh, and also the uh, the community marketing program. That'll go for the second half of, of the fiscal year 2021. When the pandemic began, the council, just to be prepared for budget shortfalls, had an agreement to just give the first 50% over those first six months of the year. Now it's come back, and as they look at the budget, they're saying it's going to be about twenty five percent that they'll. they'll so the total numbers. is going to be about seventy percent, all or seventy five percent over overall. It's just this is the twenty five of the a second half, the other fifty, yes. right? It's half of yes. the other fifty that they're getting there. So just for for those of us who don't want to do math, just wanted to make sure we get that we get that taken care of. But, but yeah, this is is a is a is a kicker, but it it's it's actually not too bad in terms of like the actual budget shortfall stuff. It's not the numbers aren't too bad for now. Right. And I think the, the the reason I bring it up and the thing to watch, because oddly enough, that 2020 is is coming to a close here, Jason. It's time it's hard to Hallelujah. keep track of time. But as 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 the year ends and we move into the next budget cycle, this will be a thing to watch because of conversations that happened on the dais, particularly last week around these public service agreements where you saw the mayor and several members of the city council talking about that they thought there was a lack of accountability on these these org from these organizations about are they living up to the things that they're promising the city that they will do in exchange for this money the mayor the mayor came out and said that he thought that these organizations weren't working well together as as a group and that he maybe wants to explore turning these separate public service agreements into one and then having all those groups come together and figure out how to divide it up. So these are a lot of, there's a lot of change that's being discussed. There's some accusations about accountability being thrown in there. So this is something to watch as the next budget cycle gets going. Right. And, and without naming any names, like this, this is, I think a, a, a recurring symptom of some dissatisfaction with, specifically one or maybe one or, or so of the of the PSA agreements or PSA organizations that are getting out there. And I wonder, you know, 
one of the things that the council has never done, and this runs over the course of the body, is ever really try to hold one of those groups, any one group, right? If there's one group that has run afoul of the council or the mayor or somebody at any given point to really hold that one group accountable. So I, this strikes me, at least some of this initial posturing as some way to sort of have at that dissatisfaction that they may be feeling with one or another of the organizations without actually having to say that out loud. So, you know, it's, it's one of those things. And, and I don't so know. So you're that, saying this is conflict to avoid conflict? Yeah, basically. Um, or it's, it's avoiding conflict by shoving the conflict off. You know, if you have a problem with this, you can say, all right, well, there's this pot of money. Now you guys go fight for it. Right. And that's, and, and putting the various PSA groups in direct competition with one another to wrestle who gets the money, I'm not sure is a solution to the thing, but here's the thing, we don't know. So before we get too far the cart ahead of the horse, do that. But I would, I would encourage our council members that if they have specific identifiable issues with any of the organizations that they'd be willing to put those on the public record before they go heaping changes upon all of the groups um, because of they may have an individual or individ you know, a, a one or two of the groups, a dissatisfaction with the funding. Or, you know, like some council members have at least hinted at, just as soon see all the PSA organization, all those contracts go away entirely, right? And, and deal with that way. But once again, if you're going to take those sorts of stances, I hope the council has the capacity to have a conversation about it and put those facts on the record so that the public can see and understand what those things are and to give the PSA organizations an opportunity to come in and say, oh, no, here's the value we provide for the money that we get. Yeah, if this turns out to be uh, a little more uh, transparency, a little more of a window into into services provided to to the city, in essence, the people of summit then that's a good thing so i think i think the onus here is going to be on the on the mayor and the council to to make that conversation happen and to 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 allow then those organizations to come present and answer those questions but first you've got to ask the questions right absolutely uh hey another conversation the citywide conversation surrounding the human relations commission's recommendation a few months ago to rename todd george road jason that's still happening uh the council had a little bit more conversation this last week and they have committed to holding a public hearing on this subject in the future no no date's been set yet but i think that's another thing to watch um and it you know it links to the broader national conversations that even you know we just had a an election in our county about about removing some statues, right? So this is just an ongoing conversation. I think it's interesting to watch and stay tuned. You'll see about a public hearing coming up. Right, and it's good. I mean, well, to to give some kudos to the council here, they didn't just bury it and, and forget it ever existed. You know, took the recommendation, said, yeah, we'll get to it and then never get to it. They, And so now we have a statement that they have committed to a public hearing and we will be on the lookout for that public hearing and see how it goes. Now for something a little bit lighter, Jason. Two Yay! things. Two things. One, as you heard in the commercial earlier, we are now less than 10 days away from Santa. This is you you literally were so excited you clipped. So uh, yeah, Santa. Uh, so we got that that we have that coming up here in that, but we're not done with holiday themed events here on, on the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. 
No, Jason, last year we had a special invitation from the White Ridge Farm neighborhood to come judge their holiday lights. Well, guess what? They have asked these two clowns back. This so is that's true. right. White Ridge Farm neighborhood, so, we're coming to get judgy. We're coming to get judgy. And I'm going to say this. There probably will be, I'm going to guess, a reduced amount of snark uh, in this year's uh, judging, uh, in the pre-judging comp- part of the competition as we drive around because... Well, Nick and I are going to be in separate cars this year because of, uh, well, what's, what's our favorite phrase? Go oh, ruins everything. Um, we're going to be in separate cars. So we a little less, a little less snark, but we are, we are prepared and we are upping the game. We're upping the game. That's right. Look, if, if, if your house ain't lit yet, folks, you need to do it because, and I'm not going to announce it yet what it is, but there is a prize this year. There so is a prize. Winners, is going to get an absolutely fantastic, couldn't be better. Bespoke. A bespoke prize as well. So I just put that out there. But yeah, no, we're very excited. I want to say thank you again to White Ridge Farms Homes Association to uh, to invite us back to, to do this again. Um, it was a lot of fun last year uh, and a good excuse to kind of get out and check out other people's uh, Christmas lights. Um, I even upped my personal Christmas light game a little bit this year, a little bit. Um, not so much that I climbed like way high on the ladder because no, <laughs> but uh, I did, I did add extra Christmas lights this year. So we're, we're pretty excited about that, but yeah, no, I'm excited to do it again. Uh, we are, we are coming. So get those lights up by this weekend so we can come judge you. I am even looking Jason to borrow a better camera from someone so that we can have some better pictures to put on the League to Lee Summit website. Amen to that. Because our um, our phone camera game was not awesome last year. Well, look, phone cameras are not designed to take panoramic pictures of Christmas lights in the dark. That's not what they build those for. Look, they are for, and let's be clear, taking pictures of plates of tacos. That's what camera phones are for. That's and, true. And this is, this is a much more challenging uh, compositional project than taco pictures, which are always beautiful because they are of tacos. So White Ridge Farm, get your lights ready. And hey, everybody else out there, if you want us to come judge you, we will. You just got to let me know. Reach out to us on the Facebooks. We will come judge you. We will judge you. We are good at judging you. With that, Jason, uh, we're going we're gonna to come back with a nice interview, a little chat with Chad Dumas, the Senior Vice President at Reese Nichols. They just built and moved into a new building in downtown Lee Summit. And Jason, they're doing a little good. They're making their presence known by helping some people as they get settled. They, into their they've days. been down here for far too short a time to get a good on you, but yet good on you. Good on you. And with that, we will be back with Chad Dumas. We are here with Chad Dumas, a senior vice president with Reese Nichols in the downtown Lee summit office. Chad, how are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Uh, we're good. I'm actually, I'm, I'm very much enjoying the view behind you. For those of you who are listening, uh, Chad is clearly in a corner office in the new Reese Nichols building there on uh, Southwest Maine. And in the background, I believe that is the uh, current Lee Summit Historical Museum, our old post office building uh, that is there. Is that correct? Good eye. That's exactly where I'm at. Yeah, that's very fancy. Um, so uh, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out as, as they're going. So Chad, that's, I guess that's the first thing. Um, you guys have built a building downtown, kind of squeezed it right there between uh, the, the two, two existing structures, kind of warmed my downtown development heart. 
Uh, how, how are you finding the new building and being downtown? Man, it's been great. Uh, you know, it's kind of a long time coming. It was something that we were, were trying to work on over the last several years and officially moved in June 1. Um, and, you know, so we've been here, you know, six months or so. And, uh, and it, the, the process was worth it, honestly. And, um, you know, we're, we're right where we, where we wanted to be. And uh, I think we're already making an impact. And I know that we're just really enjoying being around uh, people here for sure. What was it like uh, moving, finishing a building and moving in in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, it's not like you got you had a big open house and <laughs> to launch off with a giant crowd and stuff. So how how different was that? Yeah, man. I mean, honestly, everything was affected by the pandemic, including construction. You know, and and you know when when back in March when the you know the first lockdown was issued. Uh, luckily they deemed, you know, construction workers essential. So there wasn't a lot of slowdown, but it really changed even how those construction workers had to interact with each other. Uh, you had to back trades off. So it really kind of slowed the process down, but you're exactly right. It was, it was kind of odd moving in, uh, in the middle of a pandemic and especially for us, it wasn't so much odd on the real estate side, but, um, you know, we know that there's been mandates set on restaurants and shopping and, you know, really a lot of the reason we wanted to be downtown. And so it was, it was challenging because on one hand, we were really excited to get down here. On the other, we didn't want to necessarily celebrate it because we know that other business owners and, and stuff are, are kind of going through some weird times. And so it's been a little tricky navigating through that for sure. We cannot wait to do a, a party at some point, that's for sure. But, uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully that's coming mid next year or something. What, what really attracted you guys uh, to, to put a building downtown, to move your offices downtown? I, I mean, I, I know those things probably aren't in, in the window now, but, but you know, what was it that, that drew you down? Yeah, there's a lot of things, really. We, we had been in our old location for about 30 years, and it was in a strip center. Uh, treated us really well. Uh, but we really, first of all, wanted to be in a freestanding building. We didn't want to be in a strip center anymore. Um, and so we wanted to find a plot that we could build up. Um, but specifically when we figured out there was maybe an opportunity to get downtown, uh, really we just put all of our effort uh, in, in, in this. And it's everything. I mean, it's, it's the fact that our agents can walk to, to coffees and, and to grab a drink or to grab lunch to uh, just really being in what we consider the heartbeat of the city. It was, um, you know, we try to be more than a real estate office. And I know that's, Everybody probably says that kind of stuff, but we really try to to partner with with other businesses. And so, being where so much of the heart uh, of Lee Summit is, and where those businesses exist, it just was a natural fit for us. And and uh, you know, and so we look forward to many many years down here. What's the what's 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 the crowd like? And I, I'm speaking in terms of your the people in your office. I know, look, a sales force you don't always expect people to be in the office all the time, anyway. But is it is are, are you still getting people? Are are they coming in and working out even in this time when a lot of people are working from home? Yeah, so so in a regular time we'd probably have seventy to seventy five people here a lot of times, right? And and uh, we're not seeing that. We're seeing thirty ish probably people uh, most any time. And and you know I think I think it's just like every everywhere else you've got uh, people are handling the pandemic differently. Some have decided to really lockdown at home and, and wait this out. And, and we absolutely respect that. And others have, uh, are, are doing business safely here. And, 
and that's great too. And uh, we certainly have many mandates in place to make sure that everybody stays protected. So people are coming in, everybody's in a mask, except for when they're in their private office, like what I'm in right now. Um, and, uh, you know, so, so definitely the foot traffic slowed down some, uh, doesn't feel, doesn't feel quite like it will, you know, whenever this is over with, but, uh, but we're still seeing a lot of smiling faces every day for sure. Good. How has, uh, how has the, the pandemic sort of impacted the way you guys do your business? Just, I mean, in, not even just coming into the office, but you know, people, I, I had this realization like a month or so in people still have to like move and buy houses and sell houses. I mean, I don't want to like right now, cause like now seems like a terrible time to try to make changes in your life, but there are times <laughs> and a lot of people just have to. So how are you guys finding that impacts uh, has impacted what you're doing, like how you do it as well as how much you have to get to do it? Yeah, great question. You know, and, and oddly enough, Jason, to your, to your last point there, we're actually having the best real estate year we've, we've ever had. There are more people buying and selling houses during the pandemic than at any other time. It's, it's, it's remarkable. Honestly, no, like no one could have predicted that in March, uh, but this year has been an incredible real estate year. We, we have had to, you know, make sure that agents are following safety protocols. And essentially it's, uh, we're encouraging agents to treat every single person's house the same way as you would walk into a restaurant. You can't walk into Third Street Social right now without wearing a mask, without, you know, sanitizing your hands, staying six feet away from, from anybody else in the, in the restaurant. And we, we're encouraging agents to treat houses the same way. So uh, anytime you're showing a buyer a house, you should be in separate cars, for example. Generally, in a regular market, you got a, the agent driving the, the client around. Well, that's, that's changed right now. Everybody's in masks. We're encouraging gloves, uh, you know, footies when people walk in the door. But even sellers are opening all the cabinets, opening all the doors of the house, having all the lights on. We're, we're avoiding touching things inside houses as much as we can. And, um, you know, so there, there's a lot of just basic kind of safety protocols that, that now everybody's getting used to because that's what you're doing anywhere you go. And, uh, and, and just because you're at a house, that's not your house, right? It's not your house as an agent. It's not your house as a buyer. So you treat it as a business. You treat it the same way you would uh, anywhere else that has those, those type of protocols. You, you mentioned you, you're looking to have your, your best year uh, as a firm. Why is that? Why, why is it that, that this business seems to be doing so well during the pandemic? Man, I wish I knew the answer to that. <laughs> What's the magic minus, juice? <laughs> uh, minus the coronavirus. Yeah. For sure. Hey, if we, if, we, if we log off for a minute, will you tell us that on the side so that we know how to make our businesses do the same thing? Or is that, <laughs> yeah. I'm not putting this on the podcast. <laughs> and, and, and truly, I feel weird even talking about that, honestly. And, and I, I mean that because we, we are having a really good year in this business. And and we haven't really advertised that much just because we, we know not everybody is in that position. Uh, real estate, by and large, is having a really good real estate year. Uh, but, but some other businesses aren't, like I said. And, and so we want to be really careful. I, by the way, you know, going back to 07, 08, when the housing crash happened, you know, we, so we've experienced, uh, we've experienced negatives, certainly as well. And, uh, but I think right now, what's really driving the housing market, we got years of pent up demand. Um, you know, there's, Jason, I know, I know you uh, either are or were on the, the uh, planning commission. And so, you know, there's, there's, there's a need, it's over and over again for, uh, for lower priced housing and lease summit. You know, it's that, that 
first time home buyer or that $200,000 or under home buyer has been shut out of the market now for years. And so what's happened is this pent up demand. Uh, I mean, you got years worth of demand. And, and last year, the year before that, we were seeing people in the 300, 400, $500,000 type price points were not moving. They weren't listing their house for sale. And so it was really jamming everything up. One of the biggest things that happened this year is people started listing their houses. And suddenly those, those, those people that were kind of aging in place, they have, they have listed, many of them have listed their houses for sale. So it's created, it's created a little bit of breathing room there. We still have a, a, a huge shortage of inventory in many price points. And so um, I don't see the, the market changing negatively anytime soon as far as just number of house sales. Um, but the other thing is, you know, interest rates are ridiculously low. I don't think that can stay that way forever. Um, but that has really driven uh, a ton of business for sure. Um, but pricing still, you know, remains pretty affordable as well as, as a whole across the metro. So, Awesome. Well, so before, I won't I won't get myself caught into a whole con- uh, conversation about housing affordability. Otherwise, Nick, will I, I was kind of waiting for this little drive over <laughs> to my house and hit me with something. But um, but I do want to say you so you've been having a good year and I want to I want to transition into the, the I think the other big reason we wanted to talk to you today. You've been sharing some of your uh, good fortune with uh, people who are doing a lot of hard work during this pandemic. So why don't you tell us, and, and I know it's uncomfortable to brag on yourself, but you're going to have to do it. You came on this podcast. Tell us a little bit about what you've done uh, here in downtown and for, and for some of the people around our community. Yeah. You know, so, so first of all, several months ago, back in March, April, um, you know, I actually kind of stole something from your guys' playbook, honestly. And I, I, I did some one-on-one interviews with different uh, restaurant owners here in downtown Lee Summit and just talked about their pivots and, and uh, kind of how they were going to transition their business to do so safely, to offer curbside, whatever they were doing at that point. And I wanted to, I wanted to uh, try to broadcast to my audience or, or Reese Nichols' audience uh, what, what some of those different business owners were doing. And, and uh, you know, and then from there... Uh, this thing just keeps, you know, dragging out, of course, and, and uh, I, I can't take credit for this idea either, but in fact, I saw an insurance agent that had opened a couple tabs at a couple restaurants here in downtown, and I was like, man, that is a, that is a really cool idea, and, um, and so I started brainstorming with our agents here, and, and, and our agents actually contributed $3,500 uh, to this tab idea, and so then we went to Andy at Third Street, and Justin and Billy, and and, 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 and all kinds of different people across the metro and asked them if they'd be willing to let us open a tab uh, to A, drive some business you know, to, to their businesses, to maybe make some awareness about their business and so forth. We always chose like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or a traditionally slower, traditionally slower day of the week. Um, but then we wanted to choose a group of people who were really stepping up in the pandemic. So you're right, we did a uh, we did a thousand dollar open tab for teachers. We had started at five hundred dollars uh, at Conrad's, and uh, and then it absolutely went ballistic. Teachers love free food, is what, <laughs> is what we learned. So we upped it in the middle of the deal, and and uh, that was our first one. And then we did a did a two hundred fifty dollar just uh, kind of hidden tab with Whistle Stop. And I told Candice, I said, really, just if someone's friendly, like this is just a heavy time, and people are you know, walking around with frowns on their faces and unhappy. And man, I, I, I'm drawn to people who are positive and, and can find things even in tough times to be happy about. And so I wanted to, 
I told Candace, like, when you recognize those people, just tell them coffee's on, on us. And, and so that was kind of a cool one. Then uh, we did uh, stay at home parents uh, with Josh and the, and the guys that smoke uh, did a $500 tab there, did first responders with uh, Andy and third street social uh, and then did nurses, doctors, pharmacists, medical professionals uh, with uh, Stu and McBrews. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. I think we did teachers again, another place, and, and I'm going to draw a blank on where that was, but I apologize for that. But, you know, it was, uh, it, it was really just a deal where, again, we wanted, we wanted it to be twofold. We wanted it to be uh, to help the business, and we wanted to recognize and honor some people who uh, are really doing some remarkable things. Our, our, uh, our slogan is rewarding lives. And, you know, I, I mentioned earlier in this thing, like we, we try to look at ourselves as more than a, than a real estate company. We really want to be a community leader. Um, and, you know, we look at, we look at, we, we like to say we're in a relationship business and we're not just selling houses, but we really want to partner with, with our community, our, our clients all through their home ownership, uh, you know, activity. And we, and we work with teachers, obviously we work with people in every one of those professions. And so we just wanted to take an opportunity to give back is all. So what's the feedback been? I mean, are, are you feeling like you've, you've made some connections that way and you've, you know, you've put some smiles on people. Have you heard some response? Yeah, it's been awesome, man. I mean, uh, you know, we, the last one we did was at Stewie's last week. And, uh, you know, I was really working with Billy mostly over there. And he said it just went great. It's been, it's been awesome. I mean, um, I've gotten multiple messages from, from teachers who are like, man, I was having a really tough day and this made my day. And, it's funny that something like a free, you know, meal, 20 bucks or whatever, uh, buying some tacos or whatever it is can just make someone's day or, or at least cause it to be better. Maybe they're having a rough day. We got a message from a NICU nurse who uh, took a picture of herself at, at NICU and said how, how tired she was and, and that this was, a, this was just a cool surprise that someone tagged her in a post. And so she went from St. Luke's East straight to Stewie's, picked up her food and, and uh, at least was able to have kind of a nice indoor day. So it's been really great, man. I mean, that's, that's exactly why we did it. Chad, I'm going to say this. If you buy someone tacos, you will always brighten their day. Right. That, is, that is a core pillar of this podcast, uh, the way we stand and the way we live in this world. So kudos oh, to taco, you for doing that. Tacos can cure world peace. I mean, right. we, we cure it, world peace. Well, is that a problem we need to fix, Nick? Or is that no, it can saying? make world peace happen. <laughs> there I'm just, we look, go. You said tacos. I got so confused. I know. I if we're, excited. Hey, look, if we're all eating tacos, our hands are too full to fire guns or punch one another. So you're correct. Tacos <laughs> will create point. world peace. Good point. <laughs> I, well, I, I think there's a lot to be said there, Chad. Uh, you know, a lot of people have found that kind of moving their business world into kind of that personal side and, and doing some good and making real connections. I, you know, it does a lot, not, not only for the people you're trying to help out, but I think, I think it helps ease the stress uh, for yourself as well to kind of just know that you're, you're doing something right. You're doing something good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and especially in a year where we can do that. And, uh, you know, we, we always try to partner on, on true uh, charitable organizations. Right now we're doing a, we have 200 stars for the Angel Tree, for example, with Lee Summit Social Services. We love, we love Lee Summit Social Services. We Sleep in Heavenly Peace is another organization. And so we do a lot on a philanthropic level, uh, specifically for charities, but we really wanted to figure out a way to do something uh, for, for the average person or the person that's doing uh, you know, just something stepping up, doing something remarkable right now. And, uh, and whoever the insurance agent was that did it, it, it was a great idea. And so we just took it and, and ran with it, honestly. So 
Look, I have no problem with thievery. I've built my entire professional career off of it. I call it R&D, rob and duplicate. Um, there's nothing wrong with it. So no shame, man. No, yeah. Hey, and if someone else wants to step up and do the same thing we just did, great. You know, have at it for sure. I think there's opportunity there for, we. you know, if we had more money and maybe we'll raise money again, but we were even looking at trying to do something for construction workers or, you know, some of these other people out there who are doing just great jobs in a time where it's just tough to maybe get up and go to work every day. But, uh, you know, there's, there are many jobs like that. You know, there are many essential jobs and, you know, if, if we could have raised even more and, and we were going to open another $500 tab somewhere, we would look at, uh, at those type of people next for sure. Now I want to see if there's a way, you, way we can, we can challenge one of your competitors, maybe to step up and do it. I like that. <laughs> can we, can we issue a challenge maybe to Keller Williams? Oh, Hey, go for it. If you want to. <laughs> we're not above, we're not above shaming people. Into doing <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take doing good wherever we can get it. That's right. I agree with that. Well, Chad, uh, welcome to to the downtown community. Uh, downtown is a is is a big personally thing for 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 both Jason and I. Jason is a past board member for the downtown organization. I currently serve on it. Um, I live down here. I work down here. Um, so, so, so congratulations on the new building. Welcome to welcome to the neighborhood, and, and thank you for for doing a little good in the community. Appreciate it, man. And and uh, you know we're just happy to be here, and we can't wait to get to some normalcy to where uh, you know I to where our agents are going to be out and about and, and really contributing to all the other businesses down here. We're, we're really excited. And uh, I know everybody's ready for this thing to get over and certainly we are too. So uh, appreciate you guys having me on today. Thank you for your time. That'll wrap us up for this week. We will talk to everybody on Friday.